Welcome to the Tears of Miracles podcast, an audio diary of a young woman who is a follower of Christ, called to hear from the Lord and share with the world. Tune in regularly to hear the latest episode, and you can also find her content on YouTube under the same name, Tirza Miracles. Welcome back. You're listening to episode three, and this is recorded on December 22nd, 2020. So today I will be sharing with you a word that I received um, actually just two days ago. So on a regular basis, when I wake up in the morning, I just take time to be still and to just uh, listen for the voice of the Lord. And on December 20th, this is what I received. I'll be reading from uh, just my journal entry what I wrote for that day. Who will dwell with everlasting burnings? He that is upright. This is what is on my mind and my heart this morning. So I will just interject here to say that this is a verse uh, taken from Isaiah 33. It is what my family and I were studying um, during our Bible study the previous day. I will read it here for a bit of context. So it's Isaiah 33, starting from verses 14 to 17. And it says, The sinners in Zion are afraid. Fearfulness hath surprised the hypocrites. Who among us shall dwell with a devouring fire? Who among us shall dwell with everlasting burnings? He that walketh righteously, and speaketh uprightly, he that despiseth the gain of oppressions, that shaketh his hand from holding of bribes, that stoppeth his ears from hearing of blood, and shutteth his eyes from seeing evil. He shall dwell on high, his place of defense shall be the munitions of rocks. Bread shall be given him, his waters shall be sure. Thine eyes shall see the king in his beauty, they shall behold the land that is very far off. So I just wanted to give you that context of where that verse is from uh, because it was still fresh on my mind as we had just studied it the previous day. But uh, now I will get back to the entry that I had written. He went on to say, I would love to have the same connection with others as I have with you, but they are not upright, the so-called Christian church. That makes me very unhappy. Then he gave me this analogy. It is as if you had kids and they had your name and everything, but you know and they know that your relationship is only in face value. They would pose for family pictures and hug you and then you would all look like a nice happy family. But even as they put their arms around you, you know that it's fake. Wouldn't that break your heart? Even if you had been there for them since they were born, sacrificed, stayed up feeding them, waking up early to make them breakfast, changing their diapers, 
rocked them to sleep, sang to them, kissed their wounds, basically been the best mom for them. But now they're teenagers, they are false. They loved and appreciated you at first, but now they're just hanging out with your friends. You continue to feed and care for them, but now you too, you too are tired. You're at a loss what to do next. That is how I've been feeling about the way things are in my family right now. Where is my honor? Malachi 1 If I be a father, where is my honor? So I'll just uh, pause here to say that although he did say Malachi 1, um, I had come across it the previous day as well. So I'll just read Malachi 1 um, and I'll just be focusing on verses uh, 6 to 14. And it reads, A son honoreth his father, and a servant his master. If I then be a father, where is mine honor? And if I be a master, where is my fear? Saith the Lord of hosts unto you, O priests that despise my name. And ye say, Wherein have we despised thy name? Ye offer polluted bread upon mine altar, and ye say, Wherein have we polluted thee? In that ye say, The table of the Lord is contemptible. And if ye offer the blind for sacrifice, is it not evil? And if ye offer the lame and sick, is it not evil? Offer it now unto thy governor. Will he be pleased with thee, or accept thy person, saith the Lord of hosts? And now I pray you, beseech God that he will be gracious unto us. This hath been by your means. Will he regard your persons, saith the Lord of hosts? Who is there even among you that would shut the doors for naught? Neither do ye kindle fire on mine altar for naught. I have no pleasure in you, saith the Lord of hosts. Neither will I accept an offering at your hand. For from the rising of the sun unto the going down of the same, my name shall be great among the Gentiles. And in every place incense shall be offered unto my name, and a pure offering. For my name shall be great among the heathen, saith the Lord of hosts. But ye have profaned it, in that ye say, The table of the Lord is polluted, and the fruit thereof, even his meat, is contemptible. Ye have said also, Behold, what a weariness is it! And ye have snuffed at it, saith the Lord of hosts. And ye brought that which was torn, and the lame and the sick, thus ye brought an offering. Should I accept this of your hand, saith the Lord? But cursed be the deceiver, which hath in his flock a male, and voweth, and sacrificeth unto the Lord a corrupt thing. For I am a great king, saith the Lord of hosts, and my name is dreadful among the heathen. So now I will uh, jump back into the entry. So he said, 
Where is the love and affection you would expect from your kids? They are spending it on other things. They are so preoccupied with each other, with their programs, their memberships, their man-to-man -man relationships, ensuring that they are in good fellowship, but they are forgetting who their father is, and it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart because I have been there for them. Anyone who comes to me, I never disregard. I adopt them and treat them as my favorite child. My heart is open to them completely. They, a lot of them, are happy to receive this love and attention from me. Since they have been hurt and wounded out there, and come to my door, hurt and broken, helpless, at their wit's end, and I have mercy on them. I took them in and did everything for them. I have played my part as a father and continue to, but I am hurt by their carelessness. Who can abide with me? How did this happen? As I said to you before, an enemy has done this to rob me of my children. They have been led astray by other cares. They forget whose house they are in, that they are called by my name. I must defend my name and my honor. These disobedient ones will be kicked out. I have long called for them to return, but they continue on blind and deaf to my call. I have to do something. It will not continue like this anymore. What would you do? Wouldn't you call for a family meeting to straighten things out? Wouldn't you ask your kids what they mean to break the heart of their mom? What have you done to them except love them and care about them? So this is what is on my mind today. How can I restore proper order in the home that they might remember themselves as I have told you before? I am here to shake the church. Wake up, my beloved people. Return, my people. Then, uh, after thinking about all I had heard, and frankly, I, I felt the sadness in all of this, and, um, you know, my heart was also sad. Then, after a while, I heard, um, I kept hearing this phrase over and over. Whoso offereth praise glorifieth me. Whoso offereth praise glorifieth me. Like that, like it kept repeating over and over. And uh, I realized that this is a verse from uh, Psalms 50. Psalms 50 verses 23. And it says, Whoso offereth praise glorifieth me. And to him that ordereth his conversation aright, will I show the salvation of God. Then, after some time, he asked me again, Do you understand? Can you see how my heart is broken at the state of things? And, of course, I, I honestly couldn't help but cry. Um, God was asking me if I understood, and, of course, after he had given me that analogy of a mom, 
I think, yeah, I could, I could really, I could really see from his point of view. So, this is a bit of a heavy episode, but um, I just thought to share it right away. Um, I don't know who this is going to touch or reach, but uh, I pray that whoever it does go to, that it will do what it's supposed to. Because God has said that, none of his words are in vain. And I will also just read Psalms 50, the whole chapter, just for context. So starting from verses 1, a psalm of Asaph. The mighty God, even the Lord, hath spoken, and called the earth from the rising of the sun unto the going down thereof. Out of Zion, the perfection of beauty, God hath shined. Our God shall come and shall not keep silence. A fire shall devour before him, and it shall be very tempestuous round about him. He shall call to the heavens from above and to the earth, that he may judge his people. Gather my saints together unto me, those that have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. And the heavens shall declare his righteousness, for God is judge himself, Selah. Hear, O my people, and I will speak, O Israel, and I will testify against thee. I am God even thy God. I will not reprove thee for thy sacrifices or thy burnt offerings to have been continually before me. I will take no bullock out of thy house, nor he goats out of thy folds. For every beast of the forest is mine, and the cattle upon a thousand hills. I know all the fowls of the mountains, and the wild beasts of the field are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell thee, for the world is mine, and the fullness thereof. Will I eat the flesh of bulls, or drink the blood of goats? Offer unto God thanksgiving, and pay thy vows unto the Most High. And call upon me in the day of trouble, I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. But unto the wicked God saith, What hast thou to do to declare my statutes? or that thou shouldest take my covenant in thy mouth, seeing thou hatest instruction, and casteth my words behind thee. When thou sawest the thief, thou consentest with him, and hast been partaker with adulterers. Thou givest thy mouth to evil, and thy tongue frameth deceit. Thou sittest and speakest against thy brother, thou slanderest thine own mother's son. These things hast thou done, and I kept silence. Thou thoughtest that I was altogether such a one as thyself. But I will reprove thee, and set them in order before thine eyes. Now consider this, ye that forget God, lest I tear you in pieces, and there be none to deliver. Whoso offereth praise glorifieth me, and to him that ordereth his conversation aright, will I show the salvation of God. So, once again, I was I was really quite taken by all that I had had heard and even the passages that I, I was reading in Psalms and in Isaiah. So, I do think that we ought to take this seriously as Christians. 
uh, what God is saying, what he's expressing. Um, it's not a light thing to hear that God is brokenhearted. I don't think we necessarily think of that all the time. Most of the time we're thinking about our own misfortunes and um, our prayers and our wants. But it's, it's good to think about um, his perspective too. Because he also has feelings um, and he also feels sad. So I think I'll leave it there. I won't say too much more. Actually, uh, let's not end there just yet. Um, initially, I recorded this message on December 23rd. And as of today, it's uh, December 29th. So you may be wondering why I hadn't released this episode yet. Um, and it's just because as soon as I did finish recording it and I was about to publish it, um, I just felt in my spirit that it wasn't complete yet. I didn't know why or what was missing in it, uh, but I just felt prompted to, to pause for a bit. And so, you know, over the course of the week, I just have been thinking about it. It's, it's definitely been on the back of my mind. Uh, and I've also been praying about it as well. And now that that time has passed, I've had some revelations that um, have made me understand why it was incomplete. And so you might be wondering, what, what is that? Um, and I think the, the overall tone of the message and even where I left it off, I think there was something missing. And what actually happened is that I was just going about my daily life, uh, just, you know, doing normal things as I normally do. I was actually watching some stories um, that I came across about mothers, <laughs> funny enough, and uh, it was completely random on my part, uh, but I, I started to sense that Maybe God was trying to speak to me about this uh, a little bit more because he had given me that analogy of a mother. So it's it really wasn't planned at all. I just came upon these stories. And what I realized after watching some of them, um, I'll even give you a bit of a synopsis of one of them. Um, it was a story about a, a 70-year-old woman, um, and she's a mother and uh, she has an adult son who's mentally disabled. And he actually, he got that disability when he was young um, after an accident. And so for more than 30 years or so, she's been taking care of him. And he's, you know, he's not at a place where he even really understands what what's going on. He can't help himself, he can't take care of himself, he can't shower, he can't clean, he can't cook for himself. He Basically, he's, uh, he can't do anything for himself. And this woman, this old woman, um, she, she's really at a point where uh, I think she's, she had already lost her elder son. And she doesn't have anyone to help her. So what really touched me was that Despite, you know, people in the neighborhood telling her, abandon him, just leave him to fend for himself in the streets. Uh, just her dedication um, was just amazing. Her love, her love for her son, 
uh, it was it was unbelievable because she's taking care of him he he doesn't seem to be getting any better there's really not hope for you know uh, just a happy ending and i mean god can work miracles of course but you know for her she's just taking care of him just because that's her son uh and i remember at some point in the video she says that you can't throw away a child that you've given birth to uh, and she was saying that in response to, you know, those neighbors who may have thought, you know, just throw away your child and just leave them in the streets. But obviously she loves that son, even if, even if he, he doesn't recognize her, you know, can't really give back that love. And I ended up actually watching a few other stories, funny enough, like maybe three or four stories about mothers. And it was the same point. Uh, I think that God led me to those stories on purpose, just so that I can understand better what he was trying to say to me that time. Just so that I can understand where he's coming from. And also understand that a mother's love, it's like no other. Uh, a mother doesn't give up on you. A mother will do anything for you. A mother is... Uh, self-sacrificing um, they put themselves aside uh, for their children uh, and I know that's the same case for my own mom uh, I know many times you know she's she's tired or what but she puts her own uh, cares and needs aside just to to help her children out so I think if I hadn't understood that you know I could have ended the episode at a point where you know it's just kind of left hanging and I'm actually very grateful that God took that extra time to show me that, no, it's not a sad story. It is heartbreaking that he feels sad, but he is God, right? Uh, unlike us, he, he's able to do things. He's able to change the situation. And um, the approach that he takes is like that mother who, who won't give up no matter what, no matter what, um, people may say uh it looks like a hopeless situation he he will never give up on us so i actually ended up being very much encouraged um although at first i wasn't sure what was missing but now i think i've come to a better understanding that when we say unconditional what better way to describe that than through a mother's love? Mother's love is unconditional. So now I think uh, I'm at a place where I can end this third episode. So I hope uh, you are encouraged. Um, I hope it touched your heart and that the message hit home as, as much as it did for me. And so until next time, God bless and take care.